It's the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I'm Jonathan Oswin, of course, joined by Maurice Hawkins. And this week, we have a special guest, Julian Sador from Fox here in Charlotte. They're like the local Panthers affiliate. And while Julian, well, he's going to come across as a Redskins Commanders football team fan because he is. He spent all of Panther, the first part of Panthers training camp down in Wofford. So I figured, why not give him, uh, have him give us a preview of what's to come uh, on Saturday when the Commanders and Panthers, a lot of er teams, going to FedExers, Fielders. Yeah, I'm going to stop that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Julian, thanks for staying up and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. Look, uh, it's an interesting time when both of my teams kind of collide uh, in terms of watching them on the screen. We got it last year in Carolina, but this year uh, it's we get a treat in the preseason and the first preseason game. And man, uh, yes, Queen City News, the new official home of the Carolina Panthers, Fox Charlotte. So we're amped for this game. We're really amped for this game. And, and I think everybody's going to get a treat because you get to witness probably one of the biggest NFL storylines. I know we're going to get to that. Uh, but you got a, a QB battle. So it's actually going to have some relevance. Yeah, I mean, it's really, look, the QB battle everyone's going to be focused on is Taylor Heineke versus Carson Wentz. Let's just be fair, right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Taylor Heineke versus Carson Wentz. You know what? I think this should actually be a quarterback battle in, in, in Washington, too. But, I mean, that's just me. Uh, you're going to pay a guy, like, what, $29 billion or whatever. No, he's going to be your quarterback. I think. Uh, Until he gets hurt. Yeah. Until he gets hurt. <laughs> and then it starts getting interesting. Look, the most interesting guy. In Washington, has always been the backup quarterback, right? Like, mm-hmm. ever since I've been alive, ever since Maurice, you know? I mean, so, anyway. Look, but, Julian, before we get started, like, how did you become a fan of our lowly team? Like, you're not, you're not even young enough to have – I mean, you're not old enough to, like, have enjoyed the glory days. So, no, like, the, la- the last – Who did this came, to you? Came the, the year I was born. Um, who touched you? Who did that? <laughs> My family, man. You know, it's always, it's always family. And I feel like that's the curse of a lot of DC sports fans is that we're born into this, right? We don't have a choice. It's right. just you're born and you're handed at that time Redskins apparel. Mm. Now it's Commander's apparel. And you're like, this is your team. This is what you signed up for. And what they don't tell you uh, when they first start giving you gear as a, as a young kid is like, you're going to be in for a lifetime of just doom. Yeah. And, and always hoping for something better, wishing for something better. And never getting it. Coming close sometimes, but never actually getting it. It's like being in high school with the girls. Yeah. Coming close. <laughs> never could get it. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I've, I've been stuck in here. And I, I've, I've never wavered in my commitment. I should. You know, most relationships when things go sour, right? People look for other, other partners and say, you know, okay, this isn't working out. We're going to go our separate ways. Nope, me and, and, and the Washington football team, Commanders, Redskins, uh, no, we were in this very toxic relationship, and I can't see myself going anywhere else. I, That's I, the best way to describe it, too. Was, it's a toxic I, relationship. I was getting ready to say, like, we have a codependent, toxic relationship with an NFL team. <laughs> really? I mean, w- this, should, this should just be the therapy session, really. It's like, <laughs> hi, I'm Jonathan. Uh, I grew up in Prince George's County and I've been a Redskins commanders and they'll always be the football team to me, uh, Mm -hmm. since 1981. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, and and Maurice, you, are you a DC native too? 
Uh, well, I actually started rooting for the team when I lived in Las Vegas when they won their first Super Bowl, and then I moved to D.C. Hold uh, on. Before they yeah. You chose this? I know. Yeah, and but, you, but I was old it? enough to make but a better I decision. Old, I was old enough to make a decision, and I chose it when they were at the high note. Like, and, and, and I actually wow. saw, I, I saw doing all before three this? Super Bowl teams. Oh, man, I was just yeah. playing with I was just playing with toys, man. It was all about Star Wars action figures that back then. You know? and I knew nothing about no gosh darn football. It was just it was Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Stormtroopers. That was all I was. And you heard man. you heard Joe Gibbs go, "All right, man, get out there on the field. You're gonna dance." And then he was like, "This is my coach. I'm in. I'm hooked. I'm hooked." Like, okay, to be fair, I did not hear Joe Gibbs' voice before I became a fan of Joe Gibbs, and I was like, "Cause you was underwhelming." Cause you know all. All those, I love Joe. Here's the thing: when you look at Joe Gibbs, and when you see the footage of him on the set, sidelines being stoic, you know, having the arms crossed with the Redskins sweater and the, and the R logo, the best hat logo uh, ever, um, hands down, hands down, the best logo, uh, hat logo, and looking stoic, being a genius, and then he starts talking like that's his voice. Gosh darn it, guys! <laughs> you get out there on the field, don't let it. And he doesn't. And he doesn't use. And he doesn't use profanity like nope. me. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, Ned Flanders down there on the field, like reprimanding the team. <laughs> it worked. It and worked. it worked. It worked. It worked twice. He's the best coach in our lifetime. Seriously. Well, not only not only is the best coach in our lifetime, he's one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL. Yeah. I sure. mean, sure. period. I mean, my thing is sure. like. You know, I mean, he's up there with Bill Walsh, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, mm-hmm. Chuck Noll, uh, Lombardi. I mean, it's a it's exclusive company of you know Madden. You know, I mean, the thing about it, you think of all the accolades that John Madden gets, and rightfully so, but he mm-hmm. only won one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, one. Yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, and not only did Joe Gibbs win three Super Bowls, go to four Super Bowls, he won with three different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's Which true. is apropos for Washington, especially yeah. now. Yeah, we've we had, had three like, different names. <laughs> yeah, three different names. Man. 94 quarterbacks since since 2000. Yeah, it's oh, great. It's always good to talk about Joe Gibbs. It is. Yeah. Have you had Anytime Joe, you can. Joe yet, uh, Julian? I have not. I have not. And, and, and I know he's got his racing team down here. I need to. It, it is on. It's on the bucket list. Yeah, sure. you got to like just find a reason to be like, oh, we're going to do a story on how amazing Joe Gibbs is. I, and, I'll do it. I mean, it's easy. Maybe, maybe when we roll out our new mascot, that'll be an excuse to talk to Joe Gibbs about what he thinks. <laughs> so the military pig, his name is Colonel Gibbs or something like that? Uh, wait, okay, wait. wait a minute. Now I'm getting excited. <laughs> I didn't think it was now possible to get me on board with the pig, but now but I'm Colonel like... Gibbs? Colonel Gibbs, look, that's the oh, all, this, all, all like the nostalgia all right, to sell like the it. fans. Colonel Gibbs! He's like, I love it! Give it more! Just when they, I was out. <laughs> Roll me back in. Oh man, uh, the toxicity of the relationship. See, that's how it works. That's how they get it you. Is. It's the honeymoon period. You take these roses. <laughs> yeah, it's constantly cheating on me. But yeah, yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm back in it. Here's a diamond ring for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go away now. Um, mm-hmm. Julian, mm-hmm. you know, so we're gonna see the Carolina Panthers up close. Um, yeah. and and. and I wonder, um, you know, you being here and kind of being immersed in the Panthers, and I always feel like the Panthers is a, are a team that they want to be relevant, but, like, 
even for the oh, geez, 17, 18 years I've been here, like they've they went to a Super Bowl and lost. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, relevance has kind of escaped them. I kind of feel like, do you think that the Panthers look at the commanders as like, oh, I mean, obviously it's preseason. Like, who cares? You just don't want to get hurt. But like, is there a little bit of that, like, we want to go beat the old coach after he just came here and and beat not only the new coach at home, but beat Cam Newton. I don't, I don't think anybody, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think any of the players are focused on that right now. I, one, I don't think um, it's a big enough game in preseason for them to want to worry about, you know, a, a win or a loss. I think what they're more worried about is what's going to happen this season, right? You know, that Matt rule is on the hot seat, the hottest, the hot seat, in my opinion. Oh yeah. It's, it's just season or bust, in my opinion, unless he does something uh, really well. It, it, you, you can say there's a quarterback battle. I think they all know it's going to be Baker. But I think uh, <laughs> they're not they're, – they're more worried about – this season for a lot of Panthers players is, is this going to be my last season under Coach Rule, in my opinion? And then do I need to worry about where I'm going to be playing next year? So I think for some of them, it's like I need to put out a good audition tape. Mm. I know that's not a popular opinion, you know, for a lot of fans in Carolina, but I think that's what it is. When you have a coach in the hot seat, it's like, look, we have about four or five games here to make this, you know, to start with a splash and then hopefully carry a rule through the season because you want that continuity if you're a player. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of focus on the preseason games so much as this season and what the rest of their careers are going to look like after this season, depending on what, what happens with uh, Coach Rule. It's interesting because I would have thought – and we had um, on the podcast like a few months ago, uh, someone who was telling us like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Matt Rule's got this seven-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. And I would think, oh, yeah, sure, seven years. Who wants to pay for a contract of a coach who's not going to be there? But, I mean, as we kind of alluded to before we started recording, I mean, Matt Rule, has, I mean, um, David Tepper's been pulling out of a lot of deals here in Charlotte, so it would seem mm-hmm. like there's a chance – that if the coach doesn't perform, you're 100% right. Like, he's on the hot seat. Um, and, and, and it starts – what's interesting about the team is that they have, like, four quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, okay, it's going to be three uh, in, in the regular season, I'm sure. And, and P.J. Walker is definitely number one, right? Like, <laughs> P.J. Walker, you got to trot him out. Hey, he was undefeated last year, even though Cam Newton pretty much carried him to the win. Uh, yeah, P.J. Walker's odd man out there. Matt Corral has looked good during training camp. Yeah, he's got he throws a pretty ball. Uh, the kid just has to figure out how to play professional football. But it's a it's a uh, it's a two man race right now with Baker clearly in the lead. I don't see it anyway. It's it's not you know Baker's job. Um, but yeah, sure. There's a quarterback controversy because that's the biggest storyline. What are your thoughts of on the depth chart that they have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold? Pennsylvania is number one. Like that was the oddest thing I've seen in my life. When you have two quarterbacks in the one position, like you're trying to insult my intelligence. Like, you know, is it that they're trying to let Sam Darnold down easy? Like this is not going to be a job, but we're going to let you think you have an, a chance to compete for it. I mean, what are your thoughts? Because I mean, Baker Mayfield clearly has superior pedigree in the NFL than Sam Darnold. I mean, they're going to run the Wildcat, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, Sam, Sam scooted a little bit uh, last year. I think it's, I think it's more for Baker. Uh, I think it's one of those things. It's like, hey, even though it looks like on paper we're going to give you the starting job, we're still going to make you work for it. Even though he's going to be the starter, I think everybody knows that. 
they did a good job of that during training camp of splitting up reps between the ones and twos with, with Baker and Sam pretty evenly and letting them both show what they had to offer. And I think that's the same approach we're going to see uh, Saturday in, in Washington, uh, FedEx field and Landover. Um, but <laughs> such a shame. Uh, but I, I think that's what we're going to see is they're both going to get a chance to, to show what they get. And I wouldn't be surprised. Now we have the preseason down to three games. Maybe they even let it go two weeks. Right. Maybe they didn't let it go to two games in terms of the split starters, depending on how they do. I'm not sure if it's going to be approached where Baker gets the one uh, this this weekend. And then the the next game, they let uh, Sam run with them. I'm not sure, but I think they're going to try to push this quarterback battle as long as they can. I mean, is there any real possibility that Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the Carolina? I mean, I don't see that in any. I mean, he. Yeah, they did well at the first part of the season but they were playing like davis mills and the texans and they were catching like teams that were like injured and and bad mm-hmm. and uh, you know the team I, I don't know if you remember but last year i think it was week three they were sending out like get your super bowl tickets oh yeah super bowl <laughs> like, look for, say what you want about you know the the hype around the team and how it fizzled out last year. at the beginning of the season a lot of people were really high on the carolina panthers and they even got to the point where people were like is this for real and some people were like well you know what maybe maybe there were some people who believed that genuinely and yeah they had a they had a lucky start to the schedule we can talk about this year's schedule because i see a lot of similarities uh, really oh yeah oh yeah i see a lot of similarities um but i don't think there's any way that it's not Baker unless unless Baker gets hurt. Unless Baker gets hurt and is dinged up, it's going to be him week one. Take that to the bank. Hmm? Take it to the bank. <laughs> so does do you think Darnold stays in as like it stays on the team, or do you think they got to let him go? And where else does he go? You know, where who's going to take that contract? I mean, they can't even get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, well, and that's but that's exactly, and I'm glad you brought up Jimmy G because here's the thing, right? We just saw Cleveland say that depending on how everything shakes out with Watson, they would consider trading for Jimmy G. Jimmy G is your next best right now in terms of a QB room. If your QB one goes out, Jimmy G is your next best. And if you're going to trade for somebody, that's who you're going to go get. You're not going to go trade for Sam Darnold. Nobody <laughs> wants Sam. So Sam's. Honestly, if I'm he's, Sam, I know he'd never say you, you like want the Josh to... Rosen of, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you're the redheaded stepchild right now. You know, you, you're just stuck at home until you're 18. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, I mean, if, if you now granted, I mean, look, we're, we're all fans of the, whatever we're, are we burgundy and gold still? Are we yeah, black and silver and or what do they call it? What did, uh, what we're did, uh, go. uh, maroon and black was it? <laughs> that Jim Zorn? Oh, uh, man. The days. Oh, Who would you rather have, though, as your quarterback? Would you rather have Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield? So, in, in the news business, right? I'm not, I'm not a sports guy. I'm on the news side, but I, so we have to do a lot of research before, uh, we step Ooh. and do interviews and things like that. So, I actually pulled some of the stats between, uh, Baker and Carson. And uh, they're actually pretty interesting. So taking a look at their career numbers, right? Not that much different of a quarterback. Career QBR, Baker Mayfield, 87.8. Carson Wentz, 90.1. Pretty close. Completion percentage, Baker Mayfield, 61.6%. Carson Wentz, 62.6. So where so where's the difference come down to? Even if you look at their per-game averages throughout the year, and you know Carson had his, Injuries that he played through, Baker played through injuries last year. 
on average, right, they throw for 239 yards a game. Carson does. Baker, 235. They average, Carson averages 1.6 touchdowns a game. Baker, 1.5. Carson averages roughly a little under an interception a game. Baker, a little under an interception a game. Sack. Carson Wentz, two and a half. Baker, 2.2. You're killing now, me here. They kind of, on paper, they look very similar. So then what does it come down to? What type of leader are they? Well, we've heard everything about, out of Philadelphia, out of Indianapolis, about the leader that Carson Wentz was or really wasn't. And then you have the, the fire that Baker Mayfield brings. And, of course, everything else that comes with it. He's a controversial character. Some people have compared him to Cam Newton here, saying he's misunderstood and more loved in the locker room. So given that, right, and looking at where they are, uh, Carson Wentz, three years left on his contract. They had an out after this year. Baker Mayfield, last year of his contract. So you can pretty much split from either of them after this season. I want right. to go Baker. I want to go Baker. And here's why. Because I know it's, it's, it's shocking what? because I still, think, I still think that last year may have been an aberration for him. He played through an injury. I think the year before that, he looked pretty good to me. It wasn't great. It wasn't phenomenal. But Carson Wentz looks bad when you need him to be good as of recent. Look at the Indianapolis Colts down the stretch last year. He had an okay season, but then he was bad. He was really bad. And then you have yeah. questions about being a, being a leader in the locker room. We need a leader on that offense. We don't really have a vocal. Terry McLaurin is not a vocal guy, a really vocal guy. You need a leader. I need a dog at QB. Carson just hasn't proven to be a bit of dog. So Baker, now they're not my ideal picks if you give me a, a pick out of all the quarterbacks, but out no. of those two, I, you know, I think you can make a case for Baker. I definitely think they, Baker has like way more dog in him than I would say Carson Wentz has. I mean, just I mean, it's, I just think it's fairly um, obvious. And then I also think as far as the commercial endorsement game, I mean, Baker's beating him by you know New York Miles. Is he living in the stadium? I, I haven't seen the commercials yet, but I would assume so. You got to roll them out. Him at Bank of America, I you know yeah. I I would see it. But yeah, I mean, Maurice, you're exactly right. I mean, if, here's the thing. Sure, you take Carson's first couple seasons with Philadelphia, right? Dog looks like then. But game right now, I mean, I'll put it to both of you guys. Who do you want? Game on the line, fourth quarter, you got one drive left. Who, who, do, who do you think has more moxie in them to pull something off? Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz? Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Heineke! <laughs> Let him go diving for that pylon. I, did, I, think? I think that, I think given the situation between the two quarterbacks, I feel like uh, Baker Mayfield is more self-aware of the situation as a quarterback than I think Carson Wentz is. You know, I think Carson Wentz, you know, you know, I think he, you know, wants to say the right things, do the right things. I mean, he has the, he has all the physical attributes to be a good quarterback, but uh, I think the challenge for him is, um, you know, does he have that fight? And I, I don't, I don't question Baker's fight. I think I can question his decision making, but I don't question his fight. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that's I, I question I question Carson's but I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. I, I would think, love to see. see unfortunately, I think we've all seen Carson when he was with the Eagles, he would except for the last season, you know, like Chase Young's rookie season, um, he would tear us up. And it would be like the you know, those those moves where like he would crouch down and the here comes Ryan Kerrigan around the corner getting like choked out like he's <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, you know, here enough, here comes this pass into the end zone, and you go like, man, that's uh, like you got us again. But Um, here's, I mean, do you do you put something to it that if Frank Reich can't get this guy right, that was his guy. 
Mm. If Frank Wright can't do it, what are we going to do that's different? I, I, I mean, I, what are we doing that's different? I mean, you know, Philadelphia let go of him for a reason. And the last time we took a quarterback that I know there was a degree Donovan of separation, Donovan McNabb, what happened there? How did that work it out? It went great, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the train too, Jonathan. I believed it. You remember that Monday like, night game yeah. versus uh, Michael Vick, right? Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Jackson, just uh, yeah, that's yeah, the first play of the game. Just I was, I was eating the Campbell's chunky chicken noodle soup with everybody else. Yeah. I was there. But I we, I think we gave Donovan McNabb an extension that night too. Like it was like before the game, Bruce Allen was like, "We're gonna give him an extension." Like, why are you doing this? He's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like going for a reason. I, I don't know. I, like my thing is, I would love for Carson to prove me wrong. But again, if Frank Wright couldn't get him right, and if Frank Wright decided to move on from him, even you know, like yeah, that, it's not he just him right. He, have, said, he didn't have T. Y. Hilton. He had he had uh what Jonathan Williams was that the uh, running back? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's your that's your guy. Like that's your guy for like he went and met with him in North Dakota. Like that was his guy, and you're gonna give up on him. I don't think it was his choice to give up on him. Yeah, it sounded was, like the owner wanted him out. Ursay was not uh, holding anything back about. Uh, Only thing Ursay like, doesn't hold is his liquor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> among other things. If, well, mm. Didn't he run somebody mm. over? Uh, um, so, <laughs> Julian, what's the. Besides the quarterback battle, mm-hmm. any other top stories that came out of. Uh, Panthers training camp that like we should be looking out for because I, I what I think like for Washington we didn't get a chance to see another team match up like in training camp like remember the Jets would come down mm-hmm. and then the Patriots would come down and the Patriots would embarrass us like at mm-hmm. practice because they were just better at practice I think we all remember the hard knocks when um uh when, when the Texans came in there DeAndre Hopkins yeah. and, and D'Angelo Hall Mm. Like I, I fear God. I fear God. No, you. I fear your ACL tearing, my guy. Like that yeah. you got broken. Um, I, I, what should Commanders fans look out for? One, you got a healthy Panther spot. I mean, they left Spartanburg healthy, and that was a big thing. CMC is healthy for now. He's uh, not going to play in preseason, though. No, That'd be crazy. We're not going to see him. We're not going to see him. Um, but I think if, if, you're, if you're watching for something, yeah, exactly. Keeping bubble wrap. I think what the Commanders fans should be looking out for is the defense uh, that the Panthers tried out there. However many reps the first team get. I mean, they had an exciting defense last year. Second best allowed in yardage at 305 yards per game. Uh, they have, I mean, under Jim Snow, they were 18th in, in 2020, second in 2021. They had a good defense. They got put in a lot of bad situations last year because the offense, quite frankly, couldn't hold on to the ball. So they put in a lot of tough situations there. But I would be looking at the defense to see how they play uh, in I think they're going to be the best part of the Panthers again. And then if you want the big storyline here too, I mean, you got the local kid, you got Iki Kwanu, you know, uh, the, 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 the hometown kid who's come home, stayed home really listed as, as, as the second string left tackle right now. But I think the plan, I think everybody knows is he's going to be starting uh, by week one. So it'll be interesting to see him uh, watch the offensive line, which is newly improved. So they say, we'll see when they have some more action. Um, I, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. And, of course, it's all always nice to see D.J. Moore come back home to the DMV. Which Carolina Panthers player is likely to end up on the Commanders next? Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> that is – that's a good – okay. 
Oh, it, 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 who is likely to? I mean, I mean, we likely? have pretty much like the old, all the old cast-off players. I mean, like, come it, on home. Oh man, I guess you could say maybe the next, maybe maybe Zach Thompson at the end of his career, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know who we'd take off of them. Who would I want? Um, if I could take a player from the Panthers right now. I mean, I'm mad we let – I understand money-wise, but I'm mad Matt, Matt Ioannidis is down here. I'm a big fan of Matt Ioannidis. Yeah, um, agreed. I mean, I, I, I would love a guy like um, like Jeremy Chin, you know, uh, just, a, just a menace in the secondary. I would love to have a young corner like J.C. Horn. I mean, I know his season got sh- cut, cut short last year, but if you want a Panthers player to watch out for this year, J.C. Horn is going to come out and, and be on a tear, I think. I mean, he's going to build off of what was a, a limited sample size, but I'd love a, a, a DB like J.C. Horn. That, that would be actually my number one pick. You oh. think he's going to be a lock, lockdown corner? I think it's a potential, too. The potential, too. And I'll, okay, I'll add another one. I, I'd love to have Icky. I, I, for me, it, it hurt me to watch Trent Williams leave, and I don't think we've had, had a stalwart on the offensive line uh, since Trent, except for Brandon Scherf, who is – oh, yeah, gone. Right, he's, he's gone, too. He's yeah. gone, too. So, yeah. They're uh, they, not Ron guys. you got to be a Ron guy. What does that mean? Uh, a Ron, what is that a Ron guy? Do you give him his a Ron guy? Character. Yeah. I don't character. I, and apparently, Sam Mills the third isn't a Ron guy either. Yeah. The I, I don't day know after what your father says. got posthumously inducted into the uh, into the Hall of Fame. That's awkward. Yeah. That is awkward. I mean, uh, uh, granted, like, all right, you're going to do this at that's this week. The week before you go and uh, match up against your old team, mm-hmm. um, but you had all camp, right? So like, had all, I had all off season because the reports were that he wasn't done with the defensive line last year. You had the whole no. entire off off season, and, and you didn't make the move. Why after training camp? Why not is, bring somebody? Is in? that is that a sacrificial lamb to send a message to, to Jack Del Rio? You're next, Mister Twitter. Jack Del he's not back on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't Jack Delrio? You want to yeah. talk about Ron guys? People who yeah. have been gone fixing a culture. I mean, yeah. I, I give I, I give Jason Wright a whole bunch of credit for what he's done there. Mm-hmm. But you want to talk about somebody who should have been gone? Oh, well, I, I, mean, I mean, I guess Ron was in what he was overseas, right, with his kids when when that was happening. So he was like, well, I'll just suspend him. And I think the thing with Ron was, I think the initial reaction. I mean, I don't think he realized just the the damage those statements made to the organization. Cause I mean, you, I mean, he was just dis- basically trafficking and disinformation, you know, at that point, it's well, not, a, it wasn't about political. It's about literal disinformation and it just, and, and, and the timing couldn't have been worse because there were congressional hearings on it. So, well, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's the, the dumb thing is, is like, I feel like this kind of goes back to like this yet again, the team is like, can't get out of its own way. So it's right. like, well, there's no way that, that anything that like that they would do anything this dumb again, and then here it comes, like say something. But I, it's I so did. I, yeah, it's so typical DC. It, it is. It, it is. It was, I, it was I definitely to hold my though. beer. It was definitely to hold my beer moment of 2020. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not yet. It, there's still time. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was encouraged to see Warren Sapp was back out there. So then I'm wondering, yeah. like, is mm-hmm. this a potential? Like, I don't know if Warren Sapp's ever had any coaching experience. Uh, I don't. It's interesting. Ryan Kerrigan's also. Ryan Kerrigan's also been hanging around the team. Mm-hmm. You know, retired as a commander. 
and has been and is <laughs> I'm possibly coaching. I'm gonna keep on saying it that way. I love I the that. fact that how many people got so upset when I was like retired as a commander, and they're like, he was always a Redskin. I'm like, well, he also played a minute as an Eagle. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, Lincoln and a football rival. team. Like, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. I, yeah, I mean, it's, so there's a chance there. I mean, I it, if it look the timing, you couldn't have picked worse timing. But again, so Washington football team, so Commanders to pick the worst timing to fire a coach. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Awful timing. But you know what? If it makes this defensive line play up to the potential that I think we all believe it can, then it's worth it. I know it's, it's hard, but that's last season was awful. Last season we were, do you remember the hype surrounding surrounding oh, yeah. the line? Oh God, it was out of control. Yeah, it was out of control. They, were, they were putting us with with, yeah. with the Super Bowl Ravens teams from from from, yeah. from old, uh, and, and you know the Bears is like, oh, this defense could take yeah. them all the way to the postseason. Womp womp. No. <laughs> That's that ESPNification. Of no, preseason. we we hyped ourselves. That we ash burned ourselves. Let's let's be fair. Like. Okay, we don't need anybody to hype us up more than we hype ourselves up. Like I get it myself convinced. It was 50% Ashburn. You, it was Maurice, you Ashburn. had us convinced that we're going like 11 and 5 this year. 11 and 5. Yeah, I anchor <laughs> myself every season. You know, I, I have a, I, I, I take medication for it, you know. I, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, look, what I, what I would hold on to, and I do it with all the DC sports teams, my line is, we're not statistically eliminated from the playoffs. I keep that hope yeah. alive until yeah. we're, we're it's there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Look, look, yeah. See, to my to my defense, right? So last season, <laughs> I went to Las Vegas, which was the last game of that four game winning streak, when mm-hmm. they were in control of their own destiny. Like they were in the playoffs. If the playoffs had ended at the end of that Raiders game, they were going to the playoffs, mm-hmm. playing the best football that we've seen them play during Coach Rivera's uh, era. I like how that rhymes, Rivera era. There needs to be a teacher. Um, so I was, you know, I was, you know, full-fledged uh, Ashburn syndrome. Shout out to uh, Washington Football Talk, uh, JP and them for coining that phrase. Got to give proper attribution. Yeah, I was Ashburn myself all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. I didn't know that we were going to have. I didn't know that we was going to have a COVID outbreak of biblical proportions where we'd have some dude that was selling uh, selling shoes. Gary <laughs> Gilbert wasn't selling shoes; he was selling roofs. Give it, give uh, <laughs> um, all right. Like, I, I, I don't want to keep you up too late, uh, Julian, but I do want to ask you this. Um, hmm. it, it, you know, I think from a 10,000 foot view, mm-hmm. we would always assume that the Bucks are probably still the perennial favorite of the NFC South. Sure. And then it seems like a lot of question marks, right? Who knows what's going on at the Saints? The Falcons are terrible. The Falcons seem like the giants of the NFC South. Like, are they just <laughs> going to get out of their own way and then, like, they'll find a way to beat, like, three people and get people excited? And then, like, by October 5th, like, the stadium will be 5,000 people, mostly homeless. They just need a place <laughs> to stay warm. So, like, where should we slot in the Panthers in the NFC South and in and the NFC as a whole, like the NFC, I, I mean, as a whole, I mean, we're, we're near the bottom, right? We have to be uh, the NFC South though. I mean, you might be the, the best of the worst, oh. you know, there's a chance, there's a chance you are. Look, Tom Brady, it looks like he's going to probably run away with the division. Again, I get Ryan Jensen went down. That's their backup center went down too. He was carted off just recently. So there's a big question mark there. 
Brady's going to play center. I mean, he could do it all. <laughs> I mean, I don't put anything past Brady, right? The dude led the league in passing at, you know, super old age, whatever age Brady is. I know he looks like he's 35 forever. Yeah, he uh, looked younger than I do, and that's embarrassing. It, 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 I, I think it's Giselle and whatever her skincare products are that no. she lets Tom use them. But, I mean, I think the, the Panthers are, are the best of the, of the worst in the NFC South. I did a story talking to fans prior to the start of the season, prior to training camp, and a lot of them actually thought, you know, okay, there was about half of them that thought we actually have a chance of making the playoffs, which I don't think is going to be possible. And But I, I was saying this earlier, and Jonathan, I hope you don't mind me going here, uh, about the similarities between the schedule from last year and this year. Go. And I want to get to this because, look, okay, so first three games of the season, you got the Browns at home, you go to New to New Jersey, right, to play uh, the Giants. Saints at home, and then and then Cardinals. Okay, but first three games, right? Browns without Deshaun Watson, one way or another, whatever the league decides, he's not going to be there week one. Maybe they have Jimmy G, but if, even if they have Jimmy G by then, they trade for him. He's not going to be fully up to speed with the offense. So I think that's a win. I think we win week one. Okay, Giants, come on. That's a win. Danny Dimes, that's, that's a win. Have you I'm seen their training it. camp? I mean, they're all fighting. They're Saquon's dragging somebody. Yeah. <laughs> down it's the it's field. a mess. It's a mess. And that, that makes you feel good. And then the Saints, like, okay, I know last year they came down here and torched us, uh, or came up here and torched us, I should say. But I think that's a win there. You have a chance to start 3-0 and and feel really good about this Panthers team. From there, it's tough. Cardinals, that's an L. 49ers, right? They come home. Come to Carolina. That's an L. Then you got to go to face the LA Rams. That's another L. You go on the road to face Atlanta. Maybe you get a win there. Then you got to go to Cincinnati. That's an L. Falcons, I think you split one with two, maybe. So we'll give them an L there when it doesn't really matter. Then you go to Ravens. That's another L. Broncos at home. Let's ride. They're going to ride all over us. Russ is going to probably torch us. That's another. He's going to cook. That's going to win. Yeah. Russ going to cook. At Seattle, you get a win there because Seattle, they're, that's, What's going on? Ariba, exactly. Then you bring you have the 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 uh, Steelers here. That's I think another win. Okay, because what's going on there? Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky, right? Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> the Lions. That's a win. That's a win there. I don't know. But maybe and then at Bucks and then that's L at Saints. Maybe maybe you get a win. Okay. So, so I heard what five wins there, six wins. I, I really, so the realistic is probably seven and ten. Seven, seven and ten. ten. Uh, optimistic, I would say eight, nine, nine, and eight. That's not going to make you the playoffs. Maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe, final spot. You never know, like how people get injured. You know, maybe nine and eight. Maybe, but here's the thing: if you're looking for the glass half full, this Panthers team is going to be better than one that we saw last year. It's going to be the best team we've probably seen in the past three years. Hmm. Well, I mean, look, I think that the the Commanders or football team came down here last year and played at home in a, a very competitive game mm-hmm. against, you know, with Taylor Heineke matching up against Cam Newton and inj- very injured Cam Newton kind of coming off the bench, right? Like he's never been the same since his injuries um, back in the Rivera days. And mm-hmm. so the fact that, and, and that game was close. Like, it was. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there were, it could have gone either way. It was hard fought um, and we came out on top. So I think, with the pan and the Panthers didn't have CMC, right? So you didn't have McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, so you're arguably down your quarterback and your best offensive weapon. Um, and it was close and we're playing without, we're playing with our backup quarterback, 
but I guess everybody's kind of been a backup quarterback for us. So uh, I don't know. We didn't have Chase Young then, right? Or was right? Yeah. Uh, no, no Chase. No we didn't Chase. Have Chase. And, I don't, and no Montez either. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't have Montez. You know, I think that was so, when he kept getting COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you didn't have either of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it's it's really interesting. This is really going to be. I mean, for preseason, it it could be like a heck of a matchup because we could be looking at like the two Spider-Man meme, like looking at each other going like, <laughs> I'm not going to be the seven win team, but I mean, Washington has been aggressively mediocre. I mm-hmm. feel like we, we, we definitely love to think we look at the schedule. We play a lot of the same common opponents and like, I look at the lions, right. And when we did our rationale here about like when we were picking games early in the season, mm-hmm. um, I said, oh, the, the Lions game is surely one we've won. We haven't beaten the Lions apparently since like 1947 or some nonsense. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the Lions, the Lions had a like eight, a two year losing streak. Do you know who snapped it? This team, this team, right? I remember here. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned it. <laughs> so I just, I mean, I get it's every given Sunday, but man, I don't know. I, I hope good things for both of us because I will say this. And for anybody that like lives outside, like I've lived here now long, it feels like almost as long as I lived in DC and I grew up there. But I love it when the when the team is playing good here. It's so fun to be down like in uptown, mm-hmm. like the smell of the tailgates, everybody's happy, like that energy on a Sunday. Like there's nothing better than like you know, our bar is in that kind of in the mix of it all. And it's fun to have mm-hmm. that experience. And when they're not playing good, it's easy to get in and out traffic. There's nobody parking anywhere, but that's not like, it's good to have like a, a, a sports city when the sports are worth watching. Yeah. You know, I'll give you this. I think David Tepper has seen something with Charlotte SC because that is a team and, and albeit will they make the playoffs this year? We don't know. They're outside, outside looking in right now, but the way it's galvanized the, the uptown area, the, the fan base, really the supporters watching them march in the way they do in the supporter section, Bank of America. If you haven't been to a Charlotte SC game, it gets electric. It gets yeah. electric in there. And I think Tepper seen what can happen you know, with a sports team when the, the city buys in, when the Carolinas buy in. And I think if, if the, the Panthers can find a way to be, they don't have to be great. Look, they don't have to make the playoffs. They just have to be right outside the bubble. They have to give people enough reason to come spend their money, to come to Bank of America Sunday. I think it's a great, every Sunday, I think it's a great stadium too compared to our stadium, FedEx. There's not a bad seat in the house, in my opinion. Um, it's a little small. It could, it's small, but you know what? It, it, it can... That's it makes it easier to pack, you know. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would call it intimate. I wouldn't call it small. Intimate. intimate, intimate, intimate. Yeah, intimate. I, you don't want to be a man ma- ma- being known as intimate. <laughs> oh yeah, that Maurice, he's yeah, intimate. Yeah, I, I say this much: the seats are wider than FedEx. They squeeze every dollar out of you at FedEx. Oh they wow. Do. You know, they were charging uh, was it eighteen dollars for a personal pizza at training camp. or maybe it was 25 I mean it was not cheap but I I do have a question Um, yeah what was the reaction to the all black uniform unveiling with the alternate helmet because that thing was higher to me heat heat man 
I, I mean, I, people people were, were going crazy. And here's the thing. <laughs> you want to talk about, and I, I know the Eagles, you know, they're black too and stuff like that. Talk, uh, but you know what? The, the reaction here was great surrounding the, the, the uniforms. You compare that to the reaction that came when we dropped our uniforms. Remember that? Well, I think there was genuine concern. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody was going crazy like that for our black unis. When the commanders dropped our black ones, they're like, Ugh. maybe we should have dropped. I think they look good now. I think it took a little bit of time. I mean, it's kind of I, like, if, maybe they should. What's, it like, what's an actress that you find attractive now that when you first saw her, you're like, really? And then you see her like five more times. The light has to be good. She has to have good makeup. And then you're like, oh, yeah, kind of. Like, I kind of think like those uniforms, like, because the, the white uniform looked like confusing because it was white and that quite not burgundy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then they put them on those uniform and the, the mod, the, 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 um, not, not skeletons. What are they called? Like the dummy the mannequins. Mannequins. The mannequins. mannequins, the mannequins look like that. They found the skinniest mannequins. <laughs> like go find the one that's emaciated, put it on that. Like, come right. on, man. Uh, you know, I look, I, I think, I think if if they win, they'll start looking good. If they win, they'll start looking good. I questioned oh, the W on the oh, front yeah. of the helmet for for the black uniforms. I didn't I didn't get the W in that placement. They, they didn't they didn't grow on me. Um, I don't strong it, waste management vibes. I don't I don't think they needed the W in the center right there. I just think in the black helmet with the numbers on the side was super clean. I mean, right? I mean. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and give them like you know grief over it. I mean, sometimes light overkill, but I think overall, what they should have done is unveiled the black uniforms later on in the season. They should have just revealed the the white and the burgundy first, and then dropped the black later and put a little heat to it, you know, and then announced the blackout games that they're gonna have, which they did earlier this week. I think well, it was week week nine and week twelve. I just think okay. like you don't you don't do the. You don't do the. We're going to do an all white game, and your all white games against the Dallas Cowboys that also has an all white uniform. So it's going right. to look like, it, you know, if nobody shows up in December, it's going to look like an all white stadium, and they're going to be like, "Whose fans <laughs> are these?" Like, that's going to be dumb. But yeah. anyway, it's. I mean, it's all the head scratcher. But look, all right, looking towards again <laughs> this this weekend, I think. I think there's a lot of parallels, and Jonathan, I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, there's a lot of parallels between these fan bases. It's kind of like that Spider-Man thing. Like, who's going to be the team that's going to be mediocre again? Both of these franchises, their fan bases, they deserve a good a good team. They deserve somebody to root for. Mm-hmm. I, I got to give it to Carolina. Like you said, it, it gets electric down here when the team is good. They deserve a good team to root for. I, I would like to hope that Tepper's building that. It seems like he's been aggressive. I mean, they brought in Baker Mayfield. They're trying to make it right here. And I think the commanders, they deserve, we deserve a good team too. I mean, we made the move for Carson Wentz. We'll see. But both of these, there's optimism. That's the biggest thing, Jonathan. Looking towards this Saturday, there is optimism for both of these franchises. You can still believe that your team can achieve anything because it's preseason. And until you see them play, you can believe all the hype stories from training camp that things are looking good. You know what? There's no better way to wrap it up than that. Because I feel like... We have, I always say, like, we never lose at training camp. And I mean, I guess when we lost that fight against the Jets, we kind of did <laughs> find a way to lose her in training camp. But you're right. I mean, look, it's, it's optimism. And you know what? It means football's back now. Yeah. Football is back. I can gain about another 40 more pounds of eating chicken wings, drinking beer on the weekends, uh, ignoring my family. I can't wait. 
<laughs> well, look, uh, again, I have to do the shameless plug. Your new home for your Carolina Panthers, Queen City News, Fox Charlotte. Uh, we're going to have our BBKL Black and Blue kickoff live, pregame show and all that. And, hey, if you want to watch me and uh, see how I do during my actual job, not my, my, my job that, that doesn't pay me being a Commanders fan, very bad job indeed. Uh, my day job, 4 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, uh, Queen City News. You can watch me. I'm one of the morning acres with the great team, Jason Harper, Ann Wyatt, Little, and Ted Payton. You know, awesome. I do sincerely appreciate that you have not only stayed up extra late <laughs> to hang out with us, because four a, 2 a.m. is no joke, man. No. But uh, I sincerely appreciate that you have uh, shared some guidance and some sage advice from uh for us fans so definitely check out julian he's he's a fun follow and mm-hmm. uh following that following the dream man getting out following there the showing up in charlotte taking over the town oh man, oh, man. with we're a little commander's to... flag in the background like we're good too yeah hey you know what I, you know what my boy got me he got me a, a sam howell commander shirt so i could i could play both fan bases yes so I got the Sam Howell Commander shirt. I'm ready to go. Oh, also at Julian Sador TV on Twitter. You can find me. And if you want to see my Redskins Commanders rant Sundays, uh, th- it'll be live. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. Uh, Jonathan Maurice, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming it. on. Thank you so much.